Hello, welcome once again to another segment of Mind Your Business. This evening, we will be talking to Marwin Strong. He is born in the small rural town of Muncie, Indiana. Marwin grew up in an inner city neighborhood rife with poverty, drugs, violence, and discrimination. After a near fatal attack by an unknown assailant, Marwin made a dramatic comeback from his former life by starting his own in the teacher's war against trenches I'm sorry, he started his own in the trenches war against drugs and violence. His experiences in the streets and his unique speaking style due to his trauma make him a powerful speaker who easily communicates with those in the community, those still in the drug game and people with various drug addictions. Now, Marwin is an author, a national motivational speaker, founder of Marwin Strong Motivation LLC, consultant, recently was awarded an honorary deputy of the Delaware County Sheriff Department in Muncie, Indiana, Star Press Person of the Year in 2007, one of the highest awards in Delaware County. Previous ex-president Barack Obama greeter, welcome him to the Muncie, Indiana founder of Enough is Enough movement, not-for-profit organization with over 5,000 people nationwide supporting the movement to deter drugs and violence. Author Marwan Strong helped write a grant with other community leaders, Mayor of Muncie, Indiana, Delaware County Sheriff Department, Muncie Police Department, as well as other organizations by writing a grant for $1 million called the Weed and Seed to bring peace and helping those that are facing addiction crisis, felonies, finding place of employment after being released from prison, as well as bridging the gap with the community policing. And well-known author that has just released his book, called Back from the Shadow of Death. Now, we would love to welcome Marwin Strong to our show. Hello, hello, how you doing today? Can you hear me? I can hear you, how are you? Man, one day at a time, how you doing? Oh, I'm good, it's good to see you. Congratulations on your book, congratulations on all your achievements. And, and you know, sometimes, right in your own city you don't get recognized but then you go away and people start to notice things so congratulations again go ahead and tell us marwin you know i've read your bio but go ahead and just bring that to life and 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 explain to us who you are and and what brought you to this place you are now well it's kind of first of all i want to say man thank you for reaching out to me to do this man i know we have did a lot of projects together uh but you know i just i'm very humble for this opportunity it's very mindful uh, if it weren't from God on my side, man, I ain't no way I'd be where I'm at right now. I'm excited about that. I'm very humble. Uh, but, you know, just me, you know, just speaking um, all over the world, uh, I think this really hit home because of you and I. We both come from Muncie, Indiana. Uh, so we know the demographics, how we were raised. You're supposed to be a statistic as a young people, uh, being an African-American male and female. Uh, so I grew, I grew, I grew up in... Um, and a family of eight, eight beautiful, uh, beautiful sisters and brothers who I love dearly. Uh, my, my mother, you know, which um, which I miss, uh, Mister Mister the bottom of my heart, man. And I lost her about a year, year and a half ago, um, and it's been hard. Uh, but it's one strong woman, man, that, that she raised us, ate all by herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had to do what she had to do, uh, you know, to help out at what she had to do, and it's really be a blessing to us, man. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we didn't, we didn't grow with silver spoons in our mouths. Uh, we didn't grow with, you know, had a Jordan's on and nice shoes and nice clothes and, and all those things. So we had to come from humble beginnings, man, you know, for food stamps, uh, those to, you know, on and on and on. Uh, so, um, I never knew that I, I'd become this person I am. Um, like I said, I'm open to admit to the world. Uh, I want, I want an angel, um, growing up in, in Montana homes and, and around the neighborhood, low poverty, you know, where you see drugs and violence, you prostitution, you know, you got the low ends and you got the, the rainbows and, and the Wednesday nights, uh, women's nights. And you go out to Wiley, you got the talk of the town and in Parkview apartment. So I grew up in the inner city um, and, and growing up in the city, you know, you don't you don't see uh, those type of things uh, where people other people see outside the inner city where people don't want to see you do well. Uh, nobody really come up to you. A lot of, a lot of people come to scare to talk to you because you was a young man, you out here thugging it. So growing up, I always uh, found basketball and football and, 
uh, other things to try to run me from reality uh, and, and behind the four corners of that basketball court was my reality. Um, but after I got out the court, a lot of things happened. I've seen a lot of my, my friends pass away uh, over the years. And, you know, so I know I know how I feel. Uh, so just the time permit, I was always a great, great basketball player. I always had the talent. I always had the girls and I always had, you know, out here selling drugs and, and doing that. Uh, well, one night I was at a party um, in the year 2000, uh, no, 1998 or whatnot, and, and some guy slipped some uh, poison in my drink um, and, and almost killed me. Um, I was in the hospital for two years. I had, you know, I, they didn't know what's going on. Um, Bob Memorial didn't know what's going on, so they allowed me to come back out the hospital. Um, and my brother, I never forget my brother Stevie, literally picked me up and took me to Anderson St. John's Hospital. Uh, they didn't know what's wrong with me, um, so it was just trial and trial and trial. So finally, uh, St. Joe's Hospital shipped me to Indianapolis, uh, where they did a sur- kidney surgery on me and found out that I was got poisoned with iodine. Um, and, and it was just one of them things where a transition that I had to happen. I had to go through a two-year stink. Uh, so IU allowed me to get out the hospital. I goes back home, uh, and the next day, that's all I remember. My mother fat said she found me in the, in the, I mean, in the bathroom having grandma seizures. Uh, those are the worst seizures you could have because what happened with the poison went all the way through my body. I was blind, um, I was blind, and all those things. And and um, that's all I remember. Uh, when I got in my coma, um, I just remember looking at people. Really didn't know nobody. Uh, didn't know nobody who they were, uh, you know, and then things start coming back and, and uh, they counted me out. Uh, my family always tell me, let me not remember what was going on. They used to tell me they, they called a family in the hospital or in the hospital and said, you know what, Marwin's about to die. Uh, he's about to lose his life, man, through this tragic situation. We know what happened, about to die. And um, and they called and said, you know, there's nothing to do this. They, they start taking tools out of me. Um, and stay tools out of my body and you know just everybody saying their farewell goodbyes man and, and the Lord brought me you know and, and it had nothing to do with the Lord on my side I don't know what I'd be so so I tell this all the way I go I don't I don't you know you know I don't mind talking about it you know I don't mind uh, saying it because it's just a testimony that said that what God could do if you just give your heart to him and turn your life around you know but in the hospital I had trachea in my neck you know eight IVs pegged to uh, what a peg tube is teaching you, you, know, you feed you. You had to feed. I had um, eight IVs and from different medicines that was getting me on, and um, had to go through chemo, kidney chemotherapy, uh, because I work on on a four percent kidney um, uh, kidney rate. So they had to give me uh, chemotherapy for my kidneys, and I, I lost seventy percent of my kidney function. So now I'm about an eighty three percent kidney function. Can't drink, can't drink sodas, caffeine. You know, uh, I didn't know this, but fish even have iodine in it. Wow. Yeah. So, so it's those things. So, so I just, um, I decided to turn my life around and really try to try to be the best man I could be. Uh, the greatest thing in the world, man, I never knew besides me working at JTBA or JTPA back in the day was the summer. I, I learned how to fly airplane about 13. That's the last job I had. Uh, so after I got out the hospital, I got an opportunity to go to the university of UMass at Boston, play basketball after I got the hospital. I'm going to say after I got the hospital. Uh, when the doctor said I was going to be totally unable to walk again and talk again. But, you know, God gave me that chance. Uh, came back and got cussing my, my boy. I wanted to raise my son uh, to be a great young man. You know, my father, he wasn't in my life at the time. And my daddy don't mind me saying this. is in the book. Uh, my daddy was a heroin addict, you know, and he had to leave months because he didn't want to see none of his kids like this. Uh, so here I am, a young man, you know, coming from no, nothing. Uh, and then the Lord brought me back to the same place I sold drugs at a Parkview apartment to be the Parkview public housing manager. And I thought that was like, whoa, that was <laughs> crazy, you know? So a guy was like, go clean it up, you know? Yeah. So it's a song, old song say, I got to clean up what I messed up. So mm-hmm. I said, okay, God, I know. Uh, at that time, it was only 17 families. Uh, it was a 6-4 family complex full of drugs and, um, and violence and, you know, people out there hustling on the block. And pretty much, I just, you know, I came out there. I didn't have to tell none of my homeboys, you know, get off the block or whatnot. They respected me. You know, they see where I was going. They see what I was about, you know, and they claimed them. And that's what I know about two months later, it was a, it was, it was, it was a 90, 99% uh, people um, from different families from all over walks of life, Ball State, white, black, blue, purple, Mexicans, Hispanics. You had blacks, you had whites. And here we got a whole nother community off, off that rate, man. So 
you know, it, it's just a great thing. And 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 after that, I have the opportunity to, uh, to be the first African American Delaware County being a commissioner. Uh, that's when I started my fight against drugs and violence. Um, and man, the list go on and on and on. And and God just start opening up doors, man. And you know, I ran for city council large, and um, and you know, it just but but you know, like you said, a lot of times you don't be um, you don't be um, you notice in, in, in the place where you come from. And I always uh, speak the word with, with Jesus himself, say, you know, prophet not accepting his own home. Mm-hmm. And the Bible said he can do too many miracles for the lack of their faith. Uh, they even see Jesus as the carpenter's son. You know, who was he? They didn't know he was the one that died for our sins, died on the cross for our sins. So I don't know what it is, you know. So uh, I never forget my mom telling me, man, I, I, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but I don't mind saying this. Uh, but I, I basically, you know, Ball State University uh, about to take over uh, Muncie Community Schools. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's kind of crazy, man. And uh, they called me and they basically told me, you know, Marwin, uh, you know, your, your service is no longer needed uh, with Muncie Community Schools. And I love Muncie Community Schools. They was great. And I had to respect the business piece about it. You know, we mm-hmm. were doing a thing called Swagger. And I, I kept it to myself, alone with dealing with other stuff. I've always been a strong guy. I never... I always look back at where, where I come from and I'm like, oh man, I almost lost my life. So this is nothing. I get over that. So I never forget me going to my mom crying. And yes, men do cry, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, mom, I said, look, man, like, like, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about running for mayor, you know? And she listened to me and she listened to me. She listened to me. She said, Marlon, I always, I always been want to tell you something. Um, I said, uh, you know, let, let me, let me share something with you, Marlon. She said, you, You've been a much a long time, man. You you turn your life around. You you know, preach funerals. You got people out of prison. Uh, you've been on boards. You've brought millions of dollars to Musk community. Uh, you you know you you help kids out. You she said, uh, when is Marwan gonna do for Marwan? And and like it struck me, it like struck me. I'm like, yo, I said this whole time for these 22 years, 21 years at the time I was at the hospital, I've all I've been doing was for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Make sure everybody else community, make sure everybody was good. You know, people called me late night, middle night. It was, you know, do funerals. And, and I love doing that. So I'm a, you know, so I love doing those type of things. So in the meantime, you know, I'm like, man, what is going on? Like, God, why did you tell me? But it's something my mother said. But I said, Marwa, it's time to leave. I said, well, mom, I want to run for mayor. She said, well, Marwa, if you run for mayor, they, they're not going to do number screws. And now your name and try to kill you and try to kill your character. And I thought mm-hmm. about that. And I'm like, Wow. So next day I know, I go to Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I'm a national voice speaker, so I go to Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and basically just, you know, up there speaking to over 5,000 people at Georgia Tech. And um, there was a lady that I seen, um, and she's from she from the school that I was at. And she started telling me about Dallas, Texas, can, and, and she told me to apply for it. Um, and I said, man, I'm applying for this job, man. And Lord and behold, I got back home, and they called me. You know, and, and asked me the job. They asked me how much I could pay as a teacher and and all those type of things. And I'm just like, man, like, you know, I talked to my mom about it. She said, baby, look, she said, go and spread your wings. You know, don't 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 put God in a box, Marwin, you know. Mm-hmm. And right then just opened my eyes to everything. When in the meantime, as I was going through a crisis, I write my book at the same time. It took me 13 years to write. I pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down. So as I got to Texas, man, I'm like, man, like, you know what? It's time to do do what God's doing, man. And and we don't know God could use anybody to take you yes. to that place. Uh, he, and, you know, you never know, no matter you know, race, right, what race you are, white, you know, whatever, man. It, and it's it, it's it's beautiful, man. So I got here, start teaching English, um, start teaching English three, three or four TSI, uh, persuasive paper, T, you know, other expository and. I mean, having a good time with these kids. Uh, if you guys know what Dallas, Texas can is, it's a charter school. It's for at-risk kids, you know, and, and for kids that have a second chance, kids that have been to prison, kids that have been caught with guns, kids that have shot people, and they get they get kicked out, get kicked out, expelled out of schools. So we give them an opportunity down here in Texas uh, to turn their life around. So we did that, man. And next I know that year, um, I ended up being the head basketball coach, high school basketball coach. Uh, and I'm taking to the C-Mike State two years in a row. And the first year I got here, I got teacher of the year. It wasn't nothing about the ob- you know objectives or whatnot. It was about me. I know the kids because every time I look at these young kids, I see the old me. Mm-hmm. And, and it just sparked. And it sparked. And it sparked. And I started writing. And I started writing. And I started writing. Then I came back um, in 2007. Um, 
and Boston University want to do African American study project on me. Uh, it's for an hour and 55 minutes. And now it's all of every college library all over the world, my story. Uh, so this is the thing that I've done, man. I could go on and on about the things that God has done, man. So I, I say it's time to write my book. It's time to finish it. I dedicate it to my mother. It's time to let the world who know who Marwin Strong really is. It let the people know that, hey, just because you see this person right now ain't always been. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it, it's, it, it, man, it's so many thousands, thousands of people are buying this book. Uh, I got I got so many uh, podcasts this Friday. I got to I got to speak to the hundreds and hundreds of doctors and lawyers. And um, I'm the keynote speaker uh, for opiates, uh, for opiates, how how people are facing opiates and, and those type of things. So uh, that's it's, it's awesome. Man. And uh, uh, man, it's, it's I could go on and on, man. So so now I'm here. I'm here, you know, and uh, thank God I don't look like what I've been through, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so, so those things that I'm doing, I got my own enough is enough movement, uh, over 5,000 people all over the world. Um, I had it, it's still in, in months, Indiana, uh, but I just had a broad my horizons. Um, I got, just got my, uh, Marwin Strong, uh, motivational LLC. Uh, so now I'm a consultant, something I always wanted to do. Uh, I got a lot of appointments lined up, man, all, all angles from, from, from human rights to, to, um, housing authority type of issues, criminal, you know, criminal law and. Uh, so it's just a blessing. But me coming from little old Muncie, um, yeah. where we're a place of poverty, a place of people thinking that you can't make it. Uh, young kids, you know, got the same thing that we done back in the day. And and you got to find that people with hope, especially African-Americans, uh, even though I'm an elder, uh, you know, but I always want to make sure I always make sure I be reached out of touch. And I always got to come back to where I come from to change lives. Yeah. And, you know, I just applaud you for standing up and speaking out, not for others, but for yourself, because oftentimes we do so much work for others. We do neglect ourselves. And so thank God for mothers that pray and that instill those words. And so nobody understands the struggle your mom had to go with with having eight children, you know, and she could have did all types of things and not raised her children because some people with one or two kids can't hardly make it, let alone having eight children. And then boys, you know, I went to school with your brother Stevie and we grew up together. And so he was bad (laughs) now. Go go on, lay it out, go on, lay it out. (laughs) But no, I just, I think back to when we were in middle school and he'd be walking down the hall and he'll just jump out and be like, ah, or something crazy. But Stevie was always nice. But the thing I can tell you about Stevie is he always had manners. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so people don't understand. It's not where you grow up. It's not the situation or the circumstance you are brought up in. It's how you're raised. And your mama raised you with with some good background. You know what I'm saying? qualities in you and she instilled Christ in you and she instilled manners in you and yeah. it didn't matter if Stevie was around adults he was going to be respectful to him yeah. because that's what his mama raised him to be like yeah. and so you were his little brother and so I was able to watch you grow up as well and just seeing and your sisters you know they every last one of your sisters and brothers they all are kind people with good yeah. hearts and that's because that comes from your mom right. and so I know she would be very proud of all of you but the fact that she has some words for you before she left here and you didn't let those words return void because you listened and you did spread your wings. And sometimes it's hard for us Mm -hmm. to do that. And sometimes we make excuses for why we can't do that. And so just the fact of stepping out on faith and knowing who God is, because it doesn't matter what people say about you, because I, I understand that. And that's the whole reason why I created this platform It's not for me because I understand the struggle. I understand the times when I've had people reject me or or use me for my worth and then take the credit for it or, you know, different things. And I get that. But it's not I didn't care because it was a benefit, something bigger than myself. And so when I created this platform, I didn't even create it. I was having a shower one day and God dropped it in my spirit. And I was like, "Okay, God, that's not exactly where I was going. And I don't even want to be on video (laughs) talking to people. And who is going to listen to me or come on here and want to talk to me? Mm -hmm. I'm just little old Tanika in Muncie. But, you know, it, it, it dawned on me that there are people out there that have a voice, that want to be heard, that don't get opportunities and they will welcome 
those spotlight times to be able to stand up and say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I offer because you might not give me an opening. Here's this platform right here that yeah. is giving me an opportunity. And so I know that you reach a lot of people. You have a lot of followers. And so <clears throat> that is great. But look how much more when we connect and when we network that you can reach more because your yeah. story does need to be heard. There's yeah. young men out there that are growing up that don't understand that where they are right now, they don't always have to be. And they can look at you and say, oh, well, Mr. Strong, you you a teacher now, but you don't know my story. You know, mm -hmm. and we all have one. And yeah. some of them don't make it to 25. You right. know, some of them don't make it to talk about where they came from. You know, and so it's it's a blessing to be able to see people that you have grown up with, that you know their struggle, you know their background rise above because so many times we hear that there's nothing for us. Yeah. Well, sometimes when there's nothing for us, we have to make a way, exactly. but it's not us because they say, God, he makes a way out of no way. Yeah. And when you believe in the Lord and you trust him, he will guide you. And Amen. if you follow him, he will lead you to a good place. So, brother, I commend you. I want to ask you, though, you know, I know you and your mom were close and everything. So when she passed, how did that affect your life as far as you being able to pick up and go on? Did that set you back or did that make you work harder? Well, well, see, the thing about my mom, you know, she always uh, told me and my brother and sister, you, you don't panic until you see me panic. That's <laughs> every word. I don't care about lights was off, mm -hmm. gas was off, water was off. She And I, that always instilled in me ever since I've been a little boy. I've always been a real, like, like a solid guy. You know, my brother Stevie, my brother Stevie was a bull. He protected me. He didn't have to protect mm -hmm. me. You know, and my sister, you know, we always, because we grew up strong. You know, we say real strong. That's a, that's a yes. bad name. Yes. You know, from my uncle at least to my, to my uncle Mushies to, to my Aunt Mays and my uncle Herbert. So I all grew, always grew up around that. So what happened with my mama, I was real close to my mom. My mom, mm -hmm. that was my, that was my road dog. You know what I'm saying? And uh, her going through her situation, you know, she always told me, you know, when you come, you know, every time, yeah, you could go to Texas, baby. But every month you come home. You come see about your kids. You come see about your brothers. And I still do that to this day, you know, and I promised my mom, you know, and, and so everybody see me much. They're like, man, you always in Muncie. Well, I'm just promising I got to see about my mother and I got to see about mm -hmm. my brothers and I got to see about my father. And I, I promise her that, you know, your word is your born, even when she dead and gone. But, mm -hmm. but back with my mom that, you know, my mama almost lost the baby. She almost lost me, you know. She almost lost my brother. My brother ended up getting shot at Anderson. You mm -hmm. know, she almost lost him, you know. So so when it's something about a son and a mama that's that's like it's like it's 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 inevitable, you know. It's like you cannot take that. So so me, I always obey my mom, even though my father, he was doing what he do, and I love my father. I always obeyed him, never disrespect my mom, never disrespect my father. And what happened was well, that helped me. Matter of fact, it helped me to live. I'll tell you mm -hmm. reason why, because the Bible himself said, honor thy father, my sure they yes. shall be long on the earth. You know, now, you know what happens if you if you disobey her, your day mm -hmm. shall be shortened. So I always look at that, you know, and I always was around her and I always learned the traits. You know, I always know how to grind. I always knew how to I was going to get I, we was going to eat. I, I keep it right there. Mm -hmm. So she taught me no traits and she always told me, you know, I, and she looked at me. I'm about to she said, baby, look, you don't panic until you see me panic. And I live off that, you know, through everything I've been through my life, man. I don't care what goes in my life, man, what happens in my life. Her words will always come back. You don't panic until you see me panic. And I never see my mom panic. Yeah. You know, and that's why a lot of people are like, man, like a situation could come up and they'd be like, man, like you ain't tripping. I don't panic until cause my mama didn't panic. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm always cool, calm, and collected, always smiling, you know. That's why, because I don't have a care in the world because I know who takes care of me. So my mama passed, that's who I lost. I lost that encouragement. I'm not trying to cry, but like, you know. No, I got you, take your time. I lost that encouragement, you know. I lost that person that that cheered me on when nobody else cheered me on. Absolutely. I lost that person when folk talked about me. I could go over her house and she, and she encouraged me and lift me up. I lost that person that, that tell me to keep going, baby, don't stop. God and brought you too far. Well, I want to do something to a person, knock his head off, or do something I used to do. 
she was that person that remind me what's inside of me. You know, when God turned my life around, don't go out and do those things, Marwin, because a lot of things people don't know. Just because I'm a preacher, don't let this suit tie fool you, you mm -hmm. know? And so I had to go to my mom and like, mom, look, I want to do something so bad. She's like, baby, you can't do that. Don't don't let nobody see you sweat, baby. You got to have alligator skin, baby. You know what you got yourself into. You know, you know, when you move up the ladder, new devils, new, new levels, new devils. Mm -hmm. So I lost that. And when I lost that, man, it like it like ripped my heart out. You know, nobody could tell me nothing. I went in isolation mode. You know, I, I got got down on myself. But that, my, my mama, my, I promise you, man, the day my mama passed and went to the Lord, I, I dream about my mama every day. She's every always day. with you. She's going to be every with day. you. She guiding you and protecting yeah. you. you every know day. That. She's your angel. Every day. And, 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 I say, and my mama said, baby, you got to write this book. If I die, you got to keep going. Mm -hmm. She said, God is not through with you yet. Yes. She said, my day going to come where God going to call me home. And see, a lot of us don't don't want to lear that. But see, mama knows and daddy's knows and, and you know, they getting older now. And when my, I found my mama passed away, it was it was it was it was inevitable. It, it, you couldn't even it was like, you know, because there's two ways a person leave their mother. That's from umbilical cord and death, mm -hmm. you know, you know, and and everything I do is for her, you know, for my beautiful children. You know, that's the reason why I turned my life around, you know, for them to be a role model to them, you know, and I got to, you know, treat them, you know, give them things I didn't have. They're not spoiled, mm -hmm. but 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 they earn they earn it, you know, yeah. and I protect my kids, you know, until the day that I die, have a beautiful, handsome grandson now. And, you know, and now I'm getting my find myself getting older and I can literally see that, you yeah. know, you know, now my kids are not perfect by no means, you know, and I want I want to say that, but. But when it comes to daddy, I'm not a sperm donor. I'm a father. Yes. You know, yes. and that's that's the difference. And I think more black men need to hear that. That mm -hmm. you know, your your parent, your your, your son and your daughters need you. Yes. You know, and the reason why your son needs you because you need to teach him the way. You know. Uh oh, hang on. I lost you. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, 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 okay. You, you. Okay. And your daughter needs you. Your daughter needs you because they want they want to marry a man just like you. And it's so hard to sitting around young men, an African American male and Caucasians, not being around their kids because they're not with the mother, mm -hmm. you know. Or sometimes it probably be other way around because they're broke up. The the the, the woman don't want to see see their daddy, you know. Yeah. So I made sure the barriers. I made sure I broke those barriers. Yeah. I make sure I broke those generational curses. You know, I make sure I, I was the man. I was going to be the man because I have children in Texas. I see my children every day at the school. I see a child every day, all of my children, yeah. you know, and I got to be the impact. And I got a lot of things. My shoulders are broad, you know, my shoulders are broad. You know, just the other day, I tell tell a true story, man, that I had one of my kids that um, I had in school a couple of years ago. Uh, and he was about to commit suicide. And what happened with him that he inboxed me and he said, Marwin, he said, I'm going to just take my life. I want to say thank you so much for being there for me. You always were there for me, you know, and I called him. I called him. I say, man, look, you know, remember. Hang on, let's see. I'm going to see if I can bring him back. Just having a little technical difficulty. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm right here. The enemy will get busy when he don't want you to. Um, yeah, yeah. Hey, Amen. I'm I'm right here. I can't see you though. Okay. Well, you Hang on a minute. Yeah, it's dark. I just I can't see. Is your camera on? Yeah, my camera on. Hold on a second. Yeah, 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 that's that's what happened, boy. They see the devil. Okay, well, I'm gonna just put your picture up here. Okay. 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 So that way, because I just want your your picture to be up here with your book. So okay, go ahead and turn your camera off, and we'll just keep your your um picture up, so that way we can have that still going. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So so what happened was, you know, I, I tell people all the time, man. You know, you you gotta you gotta be there for these kids, man, and you gotta be you gotta be a great father, and you know, and, and a great person.
Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. Why? Okay, yeah. Yeah. I make okay. sure. I make sure I'm that great father and um and be a blessing to these kids, man. So. So I just, I'm just, just who I am. And I'm, right. I'm, I'm just well, certain. I, I want to ask you this because you, you brought up a great um, conversation here just a second ago when you were talking about fathers and sons and, and fathers and daughters even. And so I want to kind of talk about, you know, reconciliation because that I do a ministry of reconciliation because I believe in bringing people back together and families back together and most importantly, reconciling people back to Christ. And you said something that was very important. You said to honor thy mother and thy father. And so if, if for a second, because, you know, uh, oftentimes we celebrate and salute the mother because she's the backbone, but mm -hmm. the fathers don't normally get that type of credit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I know your dad too, and he's always been a nice guy. And, and, you know, he's all, he's never said anything harmful or hurtful to me. And I've never seen him harmful or hurtful in any kind of way. Right. But, you know, sometimes as adults, you know, our, us as children don't understand what the adult has had to go through or encountered or things like that. Mm -hmm. And so I just for a second, if you can just talk about, you know, the relationship now with you and your dad, because I know you guys have a very strong relationship now. But what did it take for you to reconcile that relationship and, and look at, you know, looking past whatever feelings it was as a child to becoming a man and knowing that, you know, regardless of whatever, this is my dad and I respect him. Hey, you, you know, to be honest, like I never had an ill feeling towards my father. Uh, I never, I never been the type of person to, uh, you know, growing up. My father came in and by my life, he went around. You know, my dad, my dad left. And he don't mind me saying this. It's in mm -hmm. the book. Uh, my dad, my dad left. Uh, you know, he was a pimp. You know, he did what he did. He had a lot of women. You know, he was hustler. Uh, he did what he had to do. But, but at the same time, you know, he left for the simple fact because he didn't want to see his children. Uh, he didn't want to see, you know, his children to seem like that. Mm -hmm. So he he left and moved to Detroit, you know. And when he moved to Detroit, you know, a lot of things start happening. You know, a lot of things start going on. And and um, and so I didn't see my father for a long time. You know, he'd come in and leave for one day, and then you won't see him for about like three years. Uh, but you know, he I never I never had an ill feeling towards my father. Um, my daddy always gave me wisdom. You know, mm -hmm. he he'd write me from from prison or you know from jail and. You know, and I always, I always had a strong bond with my father, even when he wasn't around. Because I understand, man. You know, drugs, drugs is a, is a, is a terrible thing, man. Mm -hmm. uh, we never know what people go through. We never know what people face. We never know what people be back in the day. They had teas and blues and those type of things, man. So, so um, I mean, you have other people in this world maybe not have a relationship with their father and their mother or whatnot. But I always stick to the script of the Word of God, man. That tells mm -hmm. us all to uh, still honor thy father and mother. They don't say don't stop honor because they alcoholics or they mm -hmm. drug addicts or they 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 may have did something crazy. You always gotta honor that. You always gotta make sure that you that you that you uh be being there you no, know, even they're not in your life, always reach out to them, man. You never know what they face, you never know what they're going through. And so when my dad, when my dad told me that, you know, you know, and when he came back in my life, is when I got in my coma when I was in the hospital. Uh and he decided to stay in Muncie. Um and he's you know, and he's been there ever since. And uh, I know he went around. Um, he never been to none of my basketball games, my football games. He never, I never could tell my dad, you know, a certain type of stuff. I really wasn't going to tell my mama because uh, mm -hmm. I was a managed little boy. Uh, so, so those are the things that I always did. And I always made sure that I, uh, I stuck to the script, man, and what the word says, you know, yes, ma'am, no, sir. And more than anything, my grandma, Josephine Strong, you know, mm -hmm. she was, she was a strong pinnacle of my life, man, as well, man, you know. When mama had to do what she had to do, my grandma Josie would walk miles and miles away, man, to come and see about us. So that's when they that's when they had them grandmas, you know, them grandmas that they don't have no more. Uh where they teach you the roots and teach you had to get you switches and beat your behind, you know. But we can't whoop nobody no more. But I come from that era, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and so when it came to my father, man, he uh I need him now. He he he, he, he gave me wisdom, uh things I need to know as a grown man. I'm 43 now. So uh, I need him even more now. And I'm happy that he's in my life still and his birthday was just a couple of days ago, turned 67 years old. So it just, it's, it's so much of a blessing, man. I think, I think many other people need to get out of that mindset about our daddy did her wrong. Our mother did her wrong. Instead of asking, well, what did they go through to mm -hmm. make the, to make them the person they are today? And, you know, you can always break a sale with your parents. Cause one thing about, you know, one thing about life, you got to get them flowers where they're living. 
why they left me because when they did they can't they they can't you know they're gonna be gone you got so many people still mad at their father the mother uncle the cousin and nieces and you know and when they're gone you can't even say you sorry no more uh and, and that's the that's why i'm at you know and i i'm a firm believer uh how how is a port man to, to always honor your father and your mother and you know and treat them right and and do things for you and i know sometimes they get on your nerves but you better not tell them that mm-hmm. um but you know but you know you just got to reconcile you know and, and that's where and that's where forgiveness comes in that's where you know because the forgiveness not about uh, about them it's about you to set you free uh so you know my father and you know, is is one of you know a pinnacle guy in my life, and you know I know he's not perfect, but but he means the world to me, and I think a lot of my success, a lot of things that's going on from doing those things, that's honoring them, uh, which I love dearly. Yeah, and you know it's so funny that as human beings we often forget how we got here, and so you had to come from somewhere, yeah. <laughs> and and you know. I look at parents as a vehicle that God had sent you here through. And so God gave you that parent for a reason, because again, you know, I I say that he's very intentional. And so he knows what we need and he gives us what we need. Maybe he doesn't give us what we want, but Mm -hmm. he gives us what we need. And so um, I was saying earlier that what happens to you happens for you so that you can help someone else. And, and, you know, a friend told me that one time and that'll always stick with me and it'll never get old. But whenever we go through anything, whatever, if it's our upbringing, because we were talking about Joseph and how he was the favorite (laughs) son, you know, Jacob loved him more than anybody. And everybody <laughs> saw it. And here he come with his coat and we can get rid of this dude because he talking about we about to bow down to him. I'm not bowing down to him. <laughs> and, you know, but if Joseph had been somebody else, it might have been a whole different story. But because yes. Joseph had the spirit that he had, he was able to go through and endure no matter his own brothers when they when they um, sold him into slavery. And then yeah. when um the Pharaoh's wife lied on him and now he's yeah. in prison. And, and now you got the um, cupbearer and the baker talking about, thank you for telling my dream, uh, telling me my dream. I'm mm-hmm. going to remember you. And mm-hmm. then years go by, you know, you've been left behind yeah. and you still are humble enough to forgive. I mean, that goes without saying. And so when the day comes, when those people, those same ones that sold you into slavery, that turned their back on you, that lied on you, that abused you, that mistreated you, when they come before you, that's when it shows the grace of God because God will put you in position. (laughs) And you know, and that's my thing. You cannot burn bridges. You cannot burn bridges. You cannot hurt people. You cannot do things because you don't ever know when you're gonna have to cross that bridge or cross that person again. And it's more beneficial to you because like they say, you could be entertaining an angel and you don't even know it. And so, you know, it was funny because one day I made a um, post and I was just laughing because I'm like, you know, nobody knows you until they know you. Yes. And, yes. <laughs> you know, and so you got to get to know people. And, and the thing is, you got to get on the happy train. You got to you want to be on in the train station because when the train leaves, you you know, it's going somewhere. Correct. But see, wagons can break down. <laughs> yes. Amen. <laughs> and, amen. And, and, and we ain't got time for bandwagon folk that, right, right. that don't have have time to understand and to lend an ear and and you don't always have to like or agree with someone yes but you can respect their right. character you right. can right. respect the work because if somebody's doing great work like say for instance our president i don't say that he's doing great work that's neither here nor there yeah. but what i'm saying is if he was doing a great job and he was still the person that he was How would people revere him at that point? You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like you have to look past. Is the person smart? Is the person charismatic? Can they talk really well? Well, it's a lot of people that can talk a good game and they aren't for the right thing. Right. But if somebody because, you know, they say, God, he can use anybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) And so a lot of times we look for things to be a certain way or to sound a certain way or to appear a certain way. But Jesus came as a baby. Yes, he did. <laughs> you know, and then they wasn't expecting that. They wanted him to be this warrior. But wait, he's coming back. Be prepared because you still ain't going to believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, but but that day when he does appear, all the ones that passed him by along the way are now going to be coming, bowing down. And he tells us that. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, Mm -hmm. hold your head up, brother. Continue to do what it is the Lord called you to do. Because 
what the ones that he needs you to reach, you're going to reach them. And, and, you know, it hurts me sometimes because people have such a following and they are, they've got so many people that follow them and they can follow them to the club and they can follow them to do this or do that. And I, and I just think, oh my God, if you use that work for God, how yeah. many more people would come to Christ because you are, yes, because yes. of your influence. And so when people, you got to meet people where they're at. Right. And sometimes they're not ready to go to that next level. Mm -hmm. But if you plant that seed and they know that, hey, you a real person, you you really mean what you say. Mm -hmm. I know that I can trust that I can come and talk to you. And because you are the person that you are, you're not going to turn me astray. You're going to forgive right. me, you know, and a lot of us often don't understand what that looks like. Yeah. And so I, I like the fact that you understand it starts with your mother and father. That's where you learn the first respect. Yeah. And yeah. then you learn the self-respect. Right. And then you are able to respect others. And again, it's not about a love or hate type of thing. It's, it's a mutual respect of yeah. being a human being. Again, this platform is dedicated to people to humanize them. The ones, and I don't want to, I, I say minority, but mm -hmm. when I say minority, I'm not talking about a color. I'm talking about the underdog. I'm talking about the one that goes hard in the paint all day right. long, right. but still people will overlook them yeah. or people will not think they're not good enough because they don't have a certain last name or they don't have a certain area code. Yeah. You know, there are some good people out here with some good information oh, yeah. that need a chance, that need a right. hand up. Right. And, and you know, when we can come on here and know where we've been and what we've come through, mm -hmm. then we can show other people that, hey, you got a voice, let's use it. And right. so thank you for sharing your voice. Thank you for allowing people to come into your life because I had an incident with the police one night. Mm -hmm. And it was really crazy because with everything that was going on, I said, the reason why a lot of this happens is because they don't see us as human beings. Mm -hmm. And so once you become real to someone, they recognize you. Yes. And so in this situation, my child was involved and I was like, you know, that's my child. And the first instinct was here comes the angry black woman. And I wasn't trying to come in that way, but it, it, I was upset because my child was in a situation and it wasn't their fault. And so I knew that the situation could get bad in the heat of everything that was going on. So I stopped for a minute and this is where my mindfulness came in my practice. And I, and I just took some deep breaths and I started thinking and I said, sir, can I tell you something for a minute? And I just started telling him her story. Yeah. You know, I need you to understand what's going on right now. This is a situation and I need you to see this for what it is. Mm -hmm. And when he heard this story, he looked at me and he about had tears in his eyes. And he said, ma'am, I am so sorry. He was like, get your baby out that car. Cause she's 15. And I was like, you might think she's an adult. She's a child. I was like, she is a tall girl, but she is a child. And, and the situation that you think this is, it's not that. And I said, you know, this is, a situation where it's just a misunderstanding but to you you just see a black man and a girl in the car and you don't know this is father and daughter and they had just met each other this is the second encounter and the police pulled them over and not knowing the situation and i'm like no you know this is the second time she's ever met her father in her life and he was bringing her home i don't want this to be a bad experience for neither one of them you know, I'm like her father at home, my husband and me, we're the only parents that she's ever known. But this is her father that she wanted to meet and get to know. And I said, and this is an experience that I don't want her to have a bad reflection on. And, you know, and just talking to him, the whole situation changed. And he let he was like, OK, I'm sorry, because when we got there, there was like three police cars there. It was no need for all of that. But had I came out there and was like, I don't care what you say. It doesn't matter who was right or wrong in the moment. All that matter was I needed to get my family home safe and I needed my daughter to not have an experience that was bad. And so I felt like at that moment we stopped being just the black people that he was that he was pulling over thinking he was going to arrest. And we started being human. And so when we tell our story and when we let our voices be heard, we are showing that we are human. It's not a percent, it's a hundred percent human beings and we have rights. 
you know, and we have favor from the Lord. And that's why we still survive. And sometimes we got to go through things, but we have to continue to make our presence be known. Don't let nobody shut you down. Don't let nobody shut you out. Continue to tell your story and where you're placed at now. These children need you. You know, sometimes you can only do as much as you can do. And, and you've done a lot for this community in this city. So they are getting something great now where you're at to be able to pour into them and expand that territory. So God bless you on that journey. Yeah, Marwan, are you still there? Are you still with me? You still with me? Can you hear me now? There you go. I yeah, can hear yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You, you, so yeah. You can see me too. I, I can see you. Now I can too. see you. Yeah. Yep. I I can see you. I'm gonna come back with you now. Okay. 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 So yeah. So I mean, salute to you, brother. Keep doing what you're doing. I mean, the city that you are in now, you know, they have gotten somebody that can take them somewhere to another level, and you know, and that's a great thing. So yeah. Yeah, the, the main, yeah. the main, the main thing you you interjected about Joseph, uh, you know, I, I preached a message about years ago when I first got saved, and uh, and the title of my message from the prison to the palace, mm -hmm. and like I never forget a bishop man, uh, and then, no, his name was um, Evangelist Plowden came to me, he said, man, he said you have a spirit of Joseph, he said all through your lifetime you're gonna be hated, you, you know, people gonna down you, they are gonna talk about you, they gonna they gonna make you feel like you're worthless. He said, but you got favor with God, young man. I'll never forget that. Uh, my pastor, uh, Bishop Bond, Bishop Alvis Bond, and you know, he raised me. Um, and, and even while I was in the hospital, I you know I really taught myself how to read the Bible because you got to think, man, that I promised God. I said, God, you you save me, you heal me, I'll save you all the days of my life. Uh, and, it, and it's better not to make one to make one. You mm -hmm. know, and um, and I haven't been perfect through the life, you know, no, nobody's perfect, but I always made sure I, I kept the faith. I always made sure I put God in the center of everything. And um, and, and that's a blessing, man, that you say that, man. And, you know, and yes, I've been ridiculed. Uh, I've been ostracized. Uh, uh, I've been overlooked at times, you know, and, you know, and, and that's just what it is. And, and, and but, but and again, you know, somebody going to see you. Uh, somebody going to give you the opportunity. Um, and I got these opportunities now, you know. Even though you know you have a lot of things where we're from, and uh, people want to look at you as you the old you, um, and, and, and don't want to let go of the old you. But you know, even Scripture said, when you become saved, you become a brand new creature. You know, old things pass away; behold, all things become new. So yes, I'm still the same moral, but mind my mind has changed. Mm -hmm. You know, I think differently. You know, and I love people, all people. You know, and um, I could go hang with my homeboys I used to hang with. You know, and they could drink and they could smoke around me. That that don't bother me, but what I'm showing, I'm showing the love of Jesus. You know, mm -hmm. playing spades with them, and you know, and 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 they and they're always that one person when they get drunk and say, "Man, Mark, I'm ready to change my life. I can't live this life." Yeah. Uh, so even people out there on the streets, they like, man, like like they really don't want to be out there, uh, mm -hmm. but they have no hope. And, and 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 really, I'm that hope. And I believe from the, from my heart, God brought me back uh, for me be the hope for every person in the world. From the underdog, uh, from people of nature, because I, I've been blessed. I could, I didn't talk to millions of people all over the world. I didn't talk to doctors, the lawyers, professors, you know, and, 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 and that's something when you could do that, you know. But, but I also heard it uh, when I was in in my city, and, and I'll be honest with you, it really hurt it uh, that I did get overlooked by people, um, you know, in the church world, uh, in the political world. Uh, and just the world alone, like, no, here go this kid. This, this is Martha Strong's son. This is Michael Hall's son. You know, this is Strong. You know, this is Pagese. You know, ain't no way he could do that job. So so they do find family members and, and all that, and, you know, and just, and I had to take it, you know, and I had always, you know, I've cried many nights. Uh, like, man, dang, man, like all the stuff I'm doing. And, and it wasn't about me. It was more about, look what I'm doing for God, you know, and, in 2007, and took a young man by the name of John Brooke, uh, yeah, to really look at me, and 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 he's my lawyer. Um, he's also uh, he's he's the first one that gave me the opportunity to be the first African American Delaware County Building Commissioner, you know, and and other I'll call cases, see me, and and I had a lot of nominations, you know, President Gore at that time. Uh, you had Paul Barr Brothers Foundation. You had 
people was running against me for this person of the year. And here I am, little old Marwin that got the person of the year, you know, and and, and, it, and it sits right here. You know, this this is this is it right here, 2007. You know, yeah, you know, it's a star president, you know, and and I'm like, you know, and the things that you know, accolades all all over and over, man. And and that really taught me something. Like, you know what? That's when things really start getting ugly. You know, and I started seeing people how they how they treat you, and you got people they used to hang with. They got that mindset. Oh, he think he better than everybody. No, 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 no. And then you got you got other people's fearful in politics, and you got so I I deal with that situation. You know, I deal with the same thing that Joseph got lied on, and you know, it just you know, and, and it comes with the territory. You know, if you if you can't live with criticism, don't, there's no need for you to be successful. Because uh, you're always going to have critics. Uh, you're always going to have those haters. You're always going to have people that's praying for your downfall. But what God has for you is for you. Can't Absolutely. no devil in hell take that away from you. So, yes. And, and, that, and that's where I'm at, you know. And, um, and I always go back to my mama. You know, Marwin, you don't panic until you see me panic. Amen. So, so that's. Yeah. Just, you know, it's funny that everything that we're talking about is on a spiritual level. And, and so I really appreciate that because I do know when you are working together for good, the enemy gets busy and oh, you know, yeah, we've yeah. worked together a lot uh, and, yes. and we've been in situations where the enemy has tried to pit us against uh -huh. each other. It never and, happened. And, and it's, and it breaks my heart though, because sometimes I'm just like, am I seeing what's going on here? What's, what's really going on here? Am I crazy? You know, am I misunderstood is, you know, and sometimes you just got to take a step back. And when I reached out to you, I knew I could reach out. You know what I'm saying? I knew I could reach out to you because I know the type of person that you yeah. are. Yeah. And sometimes Again, until we really know somebody, know their story, know what they've been through, know what they've been up against. You just see the outside. And I share this. It's funny because I tell my kids, I said, I don't care what people ever think about me. When I walk into somewhere, if people say, here she comes, she thinks she all that. I'd be like, all they got to do is look at my toes. I promise. I probably still got on six month fingernail polish, toenail polish on. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you, it ain't that serious. I really don't care. I said, so if anybody think I'm all that, all I got to do is look at my toes and see the <laughs> up toenail polish I got on. And then they can say, well, look, she thinks she all that and her toenails ain't even polished right. I don't care. I'm not here for what anybody thinks about me. I'm here on a mission. I'm here because God put me in this place to reach some people because Amen. some Amen. information, you know, people have information and they withhold it from you. Yeah. People have yeah. resources and they withhold it from you. People Territory. have opportunities and they will shut you out because they think they think for one second you might outshine them. Well, Amen. guess what? Amen. Whatever God got for you is for you. And whatever he got for me is mine. But right. see, the thing is, whatever he give me, he know I'm going to share it. Right, I, right. I don't have to have it all. My husband used to get mad at me. He'd be like, Tanika, you're going to give away everything we got. Right. He said, you just, and I'm like, no, because it's not important. And anybody that really, truly knows me would understand mm. that I don't do it for me. You know, right, I come right, to serve. Right. And so we need more people to stand up in yeah. that sacrifice. Amen. We need more people, regardless of how hard it is, no matter how much rejection it is. We need people to stand up and talk yeah. the truth. And people don't want to hear the truth, yeah. Yeah. but they do want to hear the truth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, they you, listening. Oh, yeah. Well, they know. I mean, like I said, I always, you know, I always live accordingly, man, to what I believe in, you know, and, 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 and nobody could take that away from me. If I strongly believe about something, mm -hmm. And I got proof of it. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I was born in Ivanhoe last night. You know, I, I've been mm -hmm. I've been around the world. You know, being young, um, I always get told like, man, you have done stuff that 80 years old haven't done yet. You know, and uh, and it's not that, man. It's just the fact that when when God anointed over your life, uh, you know, you got to understand, and even with yourself, you know, and and the things that people try to, you know, put us divide it couldn't work. You know, and and, and it is not going to work because first of all. And like you said, a person don't really know you until they know you. Uh, you know, sit down, and talk to me. That was one reason why why I wrote the book. Um, you know, because I want people to know, hey, you know, you know, you know, I want I want you to know, you know, who I am. Uh, I want you to know why why God brought me back. I want you to know what is my purpose. And we all got a purpose mm -hmm. in life. Mm -hmm. I, I I want you to see that if God done it for me, He'll do it for you. Absolutely. You know, but there's some things you got to do. You know, and, and those type of things. So so really, you know. I'm at a point right now that, that that I guard my heart with all diligence, because um, out of that flows the issue of life. 
uh, I have grown spiritually and physically and, you know, and, and, and I understand the dynamics how it is, you know, you know, bad publicity is good publicity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, the more people talk about, I love it, you know, cause they're going to want to know what's really going on with this guy, you know, and, uh, and even with yourself, you know, and, and I thank God that God put this on your heart cause you are blessing people, you know, and you got to understand and look at the dynamics about who you are inside. You feel mm-hmm. down, encourage yourself, um, continue to look at your children and see what you're doing for it. And one thing God loves about you and I is, is that is that we're not doing it for us. Absolutely. You know? And now the outside world may see it, it may think it, mm-hmm. but they can't they can't do what you do. Because- you know, I can't make this stuff up. I I ain't that smart. Right. I promise it don't come from me. I can't right. come up with this stuff. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm so, not that gifted. I exactly. Promise. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I just want to encourage you uh, to let you know, just keep going, man. You know, keep yeah. shining, uh, keep doing God's will, and you know. And there's gonna be some rough patches here, but you know, right now, just use just use Rainex. You know, Rainex is always yes. a wax. <laughs> just let it roll off of you. Know, if they ain't paying your bills, if they ain't, uh, you know, putting food in your kids' refrigerator, in the kids' mouth, and and you just keep doing what you're doing, man. And, and bless to you and your husband, uh, y'all continue, you know, to shine. You know, somebody's hearing you. You know, and even, and even people that don't hear, they hearing you. They got ears. Yeah. Oh you know, yeah. yeah. You know, they try to block them, but you, you got ears, you're gonna hear. It's okay. uh, you know, because, I, you know, I, I, I've had so much stuff uh, on me, stuff I didn't even know I did. You know, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, man, and then it brings stuff up that happened 20 years ago that I, I used to do and make it like it happened in 2020, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that it, it comes with the territory, you know. And, and, and you know, when you we are doing God's will, you know, you're going to have those Judas Iscariots, uh, people that's going to kiss your cheek and, and try to sabotage you and, you know, even your own family, you know, yeah. so. So just you just gotta look at it like that, man. Understand what you what you in because you know the enemy's not gonna let you allow you just to get away things for free. Oh it no, ain't, it ain't gonna be easy. So yeah. so just know who you trust and know that you more than conquer. Uh, know you can do all things through Christ and just you know and just be the righteous boat as a lion. And and, and that and those are the things that we gotta look at. Uh, I know this Friday um, I speak I speak to over you know hundreds and hundreds of thousands. Yeah, of tell God. everybody where you're gonna be speaking at okay, and well, what you're speaking on. Well, well, I'll, I'll be on podcast, uh, but what it's gonna be, I'll be speaking. Uh, I'll be speaking to an opiate center. They got forty two, uh, uh, forty two uh, opiate centers all around the world, uh, from Alaska to Canada. It's headquarters at Tuscan, Arizona. Uh, they got them in Mary, Indiana, uh, and they want. I'm the keynote speaker to. Uh, to, to, to find out what can we do to stop opiates among young people and also older people. Uh, and they want me to share my story, uh, get them strategic plans of how they could do it. Um, and I think that's a good thing because, you know, I grew up in it. You know, it, it, when you grow up in something, you can tell it. It's, it's not, mm-hmm. you ain't got to have no books. You know, you see, I ain't got no papers around me because, you know, I've been there. I've seen it. You know, um, I lived it. You know, so I get an opportunity with that. Um, and you know, and I'm excited, man. And and you never know who's gonna be in the in the in the in the, in the auditorium. And you know, you never know who gonna say so. So this is my opportunity, man. And, I, and I'm excited. And I'm, I'm more excited about me just talking to you. And and also, I just sent out my book to Oprah Winfrey and uh, Mark Cuban and and Tyler Perry. Uh, so so I just you know, it just it's just a blessing, man. And you mm. know, so it just you continue. And I'm doing my thing, man. I'm doing God's will and. Uh, and I'm excited and I'm very humble, man, about this whole thing because ain't no way in the world I knew back when I was a little kid I'd be doing this. And that's what's so humbling about it. There ain't no way in the world. So right now, where you are, if you had to go back to talk to that little kid, what would you tell him today? Boy, don't be like me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to be all right. You just got to keep on doing, man. So. That, that little kid, man, I, I tell him, man, you know, you got to, you know, some decisions I made, I, I shouldn't have made, uh, some things that that, you know, that God forgave me for. Um, and, you know, I wish I, you know, I, but I wasn't trading nothing in the world. Uh, but because it made me the man I am now, uh, I'm Stanley Godly, man, uh, respect people, love people. And even the people that did it to me, I, I still love them uh, and I forgave them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, that just shows the type of love of God I got inside myself. And I'm free, you know, and and the Bible says who the sin says free is free indeed. And I'm I'm not worrying. I sleep well. I ain't got to wash my back. Um, you know, I haven't drank in 22 years, smoked weed in 22 years. And I popped the pill in 22 years. And, and the doctor didn't tell me I couldn't do it. I just decided not to do it because mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to find a better way. 
Yes. So now help everybody to know. I know um, you are on Amazon, but where all can um, we get your book from? Where's it at? How can they reach out to you for your consultant business? Give all your information so people can know how to contact you. Okay. First of all, you guys, I got my own website uh, for my book and speaking engagement. It's called www.marwinstrong.com. Uh, the book is also on Amazon, Book of a Millions, Barnes and Nobles, uh, and every independent book site uh, around the world. Again, it's www.marwinstone.com. Uh, you meet me on consultants. Uh, you can also reach me by my Gmail um, at marwinstrong30 um, at gmail.com. Again, it's marwinstrong30 at gmail.com. Uh, reach out to me. Um, I'll be filled up my calendar. And even you want a consultant, you know, free consultants. One thing I do in a consultant, like I help out anything, you know, from housing to uh, to crisis at the work, from employees to employees. Um, you know, I help out with various things you need, you know, from businesses to to counseling children to, you know, you name it, civil rights. I was the chairman of the Human Rights Commission for over seven years. Um, was blessed to have Yvonne Doyle, which is she's now Yvonne Thompson. Uh, which she's now we have the opportunity to hire her and she's doing an awesome job with the Muscle Housing Authority. Um, so it's just anything that you need, any service you need, um, it's free consult, it's free, um, free. Um, you know, I can talk to you about it, let you know the price once we talk about it, but I'm pretty reasonable. Um, but the main thing, pray for me, um, and pray that my business continue to go higher and higher and, and bless millions and billions of kids around the world. So, um, those are the way you contact me. Um, again, to Nick, I want to say thank you so much for allowing me on here. Blessing to you and your husband and your family. Um, and it's been so much a great time man, with you. Well, I thank you. And I continue to pray for you and watch you on your journey. And I know God is going to do great things. Um, again, if you know anybody that wants a voice that has a voice that wants to be on the platform to talk about what they've been through or what they're doing or what they've accomplished, you know, if they want to talk about the Lord, because I've got Miss Judy Mays coming on. She's uh, going to be luck. on the 2nd awesome, of um, awesome. October. I'm sorry, the 1st of October. She's going to be on at 3 and Blessings. she's going to be talking about some things. Yeah. And Amen. then um, um, Key Taboo, who okay. used to be Brian Boo, is going to be on on the 1st hey, as well. Hey, 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 that's my he's boy. That's my boy right about, there. Um, his um, spirituality and the um, holistic um, herbals that he is encountered is he's got a business called black Irish. And so, you know, awesome. those are some things that, you know, as minorities that we people are doing things that a lot of people may not know about. And yeah, I want yeah. their voices to be heard tomorrow. I've got um, a couple of people coming on. One of them is an author, a young lady named April, and she lives in New York. Okay. And then, um, Oh goodness. I've got, um, I can't even think off the top of my head, but I know I got two shows tomorrow. And then the first girl that I ever coached, that I ever coached, she's from Louisiana. This young lady, when she started out, when I met her, she was broken. Now this young lady has started businesses and she has written a book and she's gonna be here on the 7th awesome. of Blessing. October Blessing. talking Blessing. about this book that she wrote. So, you know, you don't never know who you come in contact with that you can change their life or that you can inspire, that can actually inspire you. So thank you guys for listening in today, for joining in. If you know somebody that needs some help any kind of way, Mar uh, Marwin is giving free consulting and you can reach him at www.marwinstrong.com. And you can also reach him at uh, marwinstrong30 at gmail.com. Go ahead, give him a shout out because I know he's in the business of helping people. And right now, the time that we're going through, we need all the help we can get. Amen. We need to know the face of Jesus. We need to know that when God puts somebody before you, don't reject the blessing because we need all the help we can get. We need to come together, we need to bond together, and we need to raise each other up. Before I leave you, I wanna say this. The other night at Canon Commons, it was the International Day of Prayer. Mm -hmm. It made me think about the day of Pentecost because on the day of Pentecost, they all came together and they were all praying yes. and every tongue was able to be heard and, yeah. and, and you was understood. Well, I could probably count 25 good people and I'm not saying good or bad in that way. I'm just saying 25 people that I could count that were there praying. And it broke my heart because I couldn't imagine with the time that we're in right now, the mm -hmm. God that we serve, 
He's bigger than COVID-19. Yes, He's yes. bigger than any disease. He's bigger than anything somebody can slip in a drink and try to hurt you with. He is bigger than all of that. And for us to be afraid to come together because he tells us that we need to draw nearer. Yeah. And now this world has got us pulled apart. And it is just imagine if the city of Muncie would have came together mm -hmm. on that day and started praying. Who mm. knows what the gates of heaven would have did? Because he said, those who are called by na my name, humble themselves, and pray. turn from their wicked ways and call out. Then he may open up the gates. But we ain't even got enough sense to humble ourselves to come together because we're afraid. He's told us not to be afraid. So come on, people. Let's get together. Let's reach out to one another. Let's touch and agree. The enemy's Amen. trying to separate us. We can't be in agreement Amen. if we're apart. So let's come together and remember, as always, you were created with a purpose. God bless you and have a good night. Right. Marwin, don't.